Man, episode 26, maybe. Maybe. I should actually should have done my research right before I said that. Brandon just asked if I was ready to do the podcast. I said yes, and I did not know uh, what episode it was. But we're here, man. We got video back. Brandon, Brandon's back from being in a million places, so we're we're here. And, uh, and yeah, and what are we talking about today? No idea. Uh, no idea what we're talking about today. Uh, I just figured kind of ramble off the top, and I figured since we had time to do a podcast, we'll do one. Um, just had a morning workout today, uh, with, a with a kid that's also a subscriber, which is a really good, which is a really good workout. Uh, I'll get into that a little bit more kind of in terms of what, uh, what my workouts have kind of consisted of recently, uh, where I've been going. I kind of hinted at everything that was going on in terms of, of my, of my approach to things <clears throat> just, just from a, uh, just from a level of starting, Brandon's opening cans in the background, all good. Um, just from a level of <laughs> of just slowing down, man. Of just of just slowing down. I, you know, I I I, uh, I tweeted this out, but I thought it was really interesting. So I'll just talk about it here because it's I can I can just say whatever I want and it's longer. But LeBron had that tweet. This is what's crazy. Like if you're in the basketball world. You think that you think that everything revolves around basketball. It really, I mean, it doesn't. It's just we're we're so inundated with information that meets what we want to see that when somebody like LeBron tweets something that says, uh, you know, all these guys are working on things they don't do in games, and he was against it, and then there were the there was the group of people that you know applauded everything that he said, and then there was the group of people that completely challenged it all, and it's just so interesting to me. Uh, watching people's reaction to it, right? Because to me, it's an example of just how opinions uh, divide us in, 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 in so many ways. And I'm, I just read this book as a recommendation called Paradigms by Joel Arthur Baker, and it was a, a fantastic book. And if I'd recommend it to anybody. It's a, it's, a, it's a quick read, just like 200, 250 pages or so. And... He goes over different paradigms and, and, and a lot of it is seeing into the future and basically like being able to, to catch maybe investment waves or opportunity waves, etc. But in the, but he also t- starts to talk about personal paradigms, right? So within that, he references a book called The Ascent of Man in which the, the author of that book uh, speaks to that there's, there's not, you have to be careful of a lot of things that are perceived as fact. Right, like there's only so much that actually is fact. You know, you 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 were born this date, you die this date. Fact, right? Like that, that's that's fact. But when somebody like comes out and says something even even as small as what LeBron said in terms of you should be working on things uh, only on the court that you do in games, people some people take that as fact, right? But the truth of the matter is that's just an opinion that's where he sits right now and how he sees the basketball landscape and how he sees the world that makes sense to him right it doesn't have to make sense to you and it's not necessarily means that he's right and it doesn't mean that if you disagree with him that that you're right it's just that we all have this complete different way of seeing things and if we see something as simple as a tweet and it automatically divides everything that we do right it's it's it then becomes oh we do we believe it this way you believe it that way you're wrong i'm right nobody learns anything from it right so 
let's just say I was in the camp of seeing that, seeing that, and then and then and then watching the reactions to it. And if I thought, man, I completely disagree with this. This is completely wrong. He doesn't know what he's talking about. I'm gonna go try to find as many clips as I can of this guy doing things that he doesn't do in games, right? If I take that approach, what value do I get from that? I get nothing, right? I don't get anything from it. Whereas, if I were to take that approach of somebody that maybe maybe I do a bunch of things that, that players don't do, do in games, but for, for my own reasons, but I were to look at that, that tweet, that statement, and I were like, hmm, well, how could I see that from his point of view, and how could I start maybe understanding why that would be beneficial? And that doesn't mean I have to completely change my perspective or uh, everything that I do, but seeing things from a different light could end up being beneficial to you, right? It's, it's one of those things that just because you don't necessarily agree with an opinion doesn't mean that it doesn't hold some type of value. It just means that how you have to look at these things, you have to be very, very open-minded and understand that everything that everybody says is coming from their own particular point of view. Everything is everything. Everything that we see, how we see the world, is unique to us, right? Um, and I, I, I was just, I was just watching like people's how, how so, how so invested people got in it, not, and I, I just, I don't know if anything good comes of it, right? But I think good can come of it if the conversation is then open to, well, why does he see it this way, and well, what can I do to maybe possibly. Uh, benefit from from thinking maybe more like he does you know and then and like i said that doesn't mean that you have to 100 percent jump into you know agreeing with it all but there's always some there's always some type of value to be had there uh should you choose to look at things a bit differently i think it's really interesting also um just because like you, you start to realize like how how small the basketball world is and I've, I've talked about it before on here, and this is, I guess, this is kind of a strange segue to it, but I've, I've said many times that, you know, like, you know, thoughts become things, you know, what we think about oftentimes um, ends up playing out in reality in some type of way, maybe not right, right then and there, but sometime in the future and how so often so many things uh, subconsciously creep into our mind that we're not even aware of and that kind of shape our lives, right? And it's really interesting being at the time we are, and we always talk about it's like the information age, like the, the amount of information that somebody consumes now in a day versus uh, 200 years ago, like it would take like a lifetime or something like that. Like, don't quote me on that, but it's something like that. Um, and we just have so much information, right? And so oftentimes, this I guess this would be another way of looking at things in a different way. Um, oftentimes it's perceived as a, as a bad thing. Like there's just so much information out there and I don't know what to, what to key in on or focus on. And this is being thrown at me, this, and as much as there is an, 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 a crazy amount of information, there's, there's also the first time I feel like where you're in the driver's seat of what you consume, right? So like, as much as you want to say that, you know, this is in my face, this is in my face, you can start to curate what you see and what you take in. It's just going to, it's just going to take a bunch of discipline in order to do so. Now, I, I, I didn't really think about this until I was talking to somebody and maybe he'll, maybe he's listening to this and I don't even know, maybe I'm not even, maybe I'm not even seeing it how he intended for me to see it, but this is how I this is how I registered the information. 
um, he was talking about Twitter and how Twitter can actually be a really, really incredible source for learning, right? Because there's some incredible minds on there that share some incredible information. And what he said, and again, this is how I interpreted it. So maybe I, I shouldn't say what he said, but what he does is when he wants to do a deep dive into a particular subject, he will follow a bunch of people that are quote unquote professionals or you know have some type of uh, credibility in that in that field. And so he'll go all in on whatever, let's just say it's NFTs. So he'll find the best people out there talking about NFTs that have been maybe ahead of the game that really understand it. And he'll only he'll uh, he'll go on Twitter and then he'll just that's his that's his timeline. That's it. Right. Like it's just just NFT. So when he goes on to Twitter, the only thing that he's going to see is information pertaining to what he wants to now learn more about. And what he then does is, OK, got everything I need. Who knows how much how much time that is. Uh, got everything I need. Now I'm going to create a brand new list and then learn something brand new, right? And to me, it was an incredible, like, to, I was like, oh, that makes so much sense, right? But like, how many of us only follow certain one thing, or maybe a, a variety of things, and then we just keep getting, it, it, it seems like it's just getting shoved down our throat, like this, 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 and whether that's positive or negative, it, you know, it, that's all, that's really all up to you. But if you were to look at things almost from a learning perspective, more so, of, oh, I want to learn more about this, or um, I just want to be on a, uh, I, I, I want to only take in information that, you know, is information that I feel will, will help me in some type of way, whether personal growth, financially, all that kind of stuff. There's no time like now to be able to curate that experience for you every single day. And I just think that we need to, uh, we, we, we need to maybe take a step back and realize that and understand that, you know, what we what we want with the whole thing with thoughts become things we are 100 percent in control of and starting to gear our mindset towards uh, either knowing more about it or accomplishing things in regard to it, etc. So, um, again, yes, there's tons of information out there, but what you want to take in is ultimately what you are going to take in because you're in control of it. So uh, just I just thought it was I thought it was really interesting just just taking that approach of, of something that um, admittedly myself, like I, I would only see a lot of things as like entertainment for the for the most part, um, not realizing like sometimes you <coughs> sorry, sometimes you read things and it like, puts you in a bad mood or, or whatever or whatever have you. You just you know, this stuff is just in your face. And if you start to look at things as tools in order to help you become better at whatever it is you want to do, um, I think that's a pretty cool thing. And uh, so I thought that was worth sharing. Again, I could be completely off on this. I mean, he he could he could hear this and say and say no, I, this isn't this isn't what I do at all. But that's the way I saw it. A paradigm. There you go. There's another paradigm. That's the way I saw it, and I think it's genius. And uh, and I'm starting to take that approach uh, more and more, and I'm, I'm all for it. So I guess that's that's enough for the uh, I guess the philosophical side of things today. Um, but that was that was kind of on, on my mind, and it was. Uh, it was interesting. I did say on, on my Twitter too. I was like, I was like, there's no such thing as fact. Like, like there is fact, right? But you know, when it comes to opinions, opinions you can't really root in fact. 
And I said, except uh, if we're talking about my daughter saying she has the best dad in the world, because that's true. And no one, no one's allowed to argue it. And that's just the way it goes. Um, so there's that. Uh, this weekend, I got to work with a, uh, kind of, man, I guess I consider like a long, a long time client now. Um, and he came in from Massachusetts and it was a really, it was, we had been working together for a while and watching where his shot has come is absolutely incredible. Um, just to see what he's starting to, man, my throat, um, this is, this is rude, but we're going to do it. If Brandon, if Brandon can open up cans of soda while in the middle of the podcast, I can take a drink on the podcast. I don't care how disrespectful it is. Um, no, so so uh, so Mike came into town and uh, and we, we we had a really really good session. It was and it was interesting, like I said, how far he's come in, in terms of understanding a lot of the nuances. And I guess this kind of comes back to what I was saying in terms of slowing down. So I would say when we do work in person, since it's, it's so far and few between because of the uh, because of the distance, we try to cram so much in, and. Uh, it can be a really, really good thing. You know, we do it like, we'll do like a lot of movement type stuff, um, more game, you know, game-like actions and everything. Shout out LeBron. Um, just kidding. And then, uh, and, and, a you know, it, it's just, it's a really good concentrated block of time. And sometimes we'll get two days in a row, but to this, this particular day, time, we, we just had one day, but we had, we had a few hours. And so everything's usually like, go, 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 right? We're, we're trying to just, we're trying to fit a, fit a lot in. And this particular time, so Mike had like a, like a, a little like hamstring issue. And so we couldn't push things to a game speed or game-like rep type workout. And given, given where he's at in shooting, um, the game speed stuff is, is super, super helpful. But having this time with him when he was not able to do everything full speed solidified my thinking and and how powerful concentrated mindful reps and practice is and while we i mean from i would say the average person probably looking in on that workout would be like man that's really simple stuff there's so many nuances within it that i think not just he uh Walked away with a better understanding of, I think his dad did too. Um, and even me as a teacher, slowing things down stretches you in terms of um, uh, relaying information different ways, finding different ways to do things. And here's, I'll tell you how long that training session was, which is, which is, which is crazy. It was four hours. So <clears throat> we did four straight hours and it felt to me like I was in that gym for like an hour, right? So, man. <coughs> man, this is, if this isn't good podcast material, I don't know what this is. <coughs> All right. So, hopefully that's the last one. But it really, I really enjoyed it. I hope he really enjoyed it. And we got to do things in an extremely slow way, but concentrated way that um, the value in it, I just think was so great. So the big key of the day was was sequencing. And I've talked about this this all of the time, but I'll, I'll kind of explain kind of how some, some light, light bulbs went off on it. But 
the big thing with him was he was actually creating, it's really funny because he was doing it and then a kid I was working with today was doing it as well, in which I always talk about uh, eliminating direction change at the top of the shot. And which is, which, is off, which is what we want to do because if we eliminate the direction change at the top of the shot, that means that we're going to consistently have that ball moving in, in one direction as much as we can. So it's almost this like un, unbroken chain of momentum. However, both of these both of these guys had small direction changes at the bottom, right? So this is where maybe I need to do, not maybe, I'll just say I need to do a better job uh, verbalizing and communicating. When I say we start close to the body, that doesn't necessarily mean that we're, 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 we're trying to keep it as close as possible all the way, right? We want to take it from that one and then push to that two. And if we're pushing that ball a little bit away from us there, I'm more than okay with it so long as that our hand stays under the ball and gets under the ball quickly. But what's happening with a lot of with players that I see, and maybe it's one of those things that it's like I'm looking for a new car right now. And like every car that I've been like researching a lot, now I'm on the road and I only see that car. Um, maybe now that I'm seeing this movement at the bottom of shots more so, now the more players I see, that's what I'm seeing. And it was this, it's this small movement that kind of either goes backwards first or instead of just leading with that push up the body, uh, the angle in the arm changes a bit, and it ends up being this this small little backwards movement at the top of the shot. So while almost like I would say to, to 99.9% of people, it would probably look like the ball's not moving at all, to me, it's it's just super glaring, and it's all stemming from how the shot starts. So it even comes back to that idea of we make shots before we take them. But that was what our our big key was, right? So we're just working on this sequencing of, okay, whatever angle we're at in our one position, we're going to keep that angle. We're going to try to keep that angle all the way through the shot. We're going to lead with that ball, and that way that ball is going to be able to just stay in front and move in one direction from start to finish. And that was the goal. And we started to do some really cool things with it, like some, 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 some really cool reps. And the fun part is when you start to layer things on top of it. And granted, we're not even going 100 miles an hour, but the the ability of the player to then understand everything is that we're doing makes everything else that much more enjoyable and to me that much more powerful for the in the in the long term for them. So we went from stationary to small hops, just keeping that ball locked and loaded in the one position, to then going off the dribble. And a lot of times everything that we had done in the past off the dribble, um, we were really concentrated on covering space. Preparation in a sense of early hands, but then covering space, right? And what we did because of the hamstring injury was we shrunk the space that we were covering, but because we shrunk that space, we actually now had to be even more diligent with how we prepared, right? And because we were now so in tune with what we were trying to do in terms of the sequencing and eliminating the movement at the bottom, um, it made the preparation become that much more important to the player. So I speak about it all the time, like preparation, to me, preparation is, is everything in terms of being able to to get to a point where you're coming close to shooting a very repeatable shot, right? Obviously, there's time and situations where things are going to be a bit different, but we want to give ourselves the best chance of, of shooting in the most perfect way or the most imperfectly perfect way, however you want, however you want to say it. And because we were forced to slow down, because we were forced to take a step back and really just focus in on the details of everything that we did, us jumping into these things of uh, prep off the dribble but covering less space, I just feel like it resonated with him more 
in terms of this is the why behind what we're doing. And it was just really cool to me. You know, like I said, it was four hours in that gym, but I, I honestly, I felt like I was in there an hour, but it was really cool to me to watch the most simple one dribble. I'm going to, I'll post it on my, um, I'll post it on my Instagram because I think people will see it and they'll be like, oh, there's nothing special about it. But if you knew how much conversation backed it up, how many reps before it happened, and it may seem like a super, super simple thing, but the ability to prepare the way he did, get his hands ready, posture, everything was in place to the point where we added movement off the dribble and he was able to shoot some perfect shots. Um, like that's what it's all about. You know what I mean? To me, that's the uh, that's like the that's like the coolest. It's like the coolest thing to me. So um, that was just a re- that was a really awesome workout. And you know, again, I've I've said it before, but just don't be afraid to slow things down because it's it's in the, it's in slowing it down that uh, generally players start to comprehend what they're doing even more so. We as teachers see it all in our heads. And we've said it a thousand times. So to us, it may seem like it's it's old news that we're that we're starting to say, or or we we get ahead of ourselves in terms of we just think that everybody understands it. But it's when we slow down that we realize, oh, this person doesn't have the same knowledge base that you that you have, and you're going to have to relay it to them in a different way, in which they in which they can understand it. So I just thought. Uh, I thought that was a I thought that was a really a really fun workout. And then the 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 kid that I had today, um, and and Brandon, he he had that small movement at the bottom. But what it resulted in was not just the ball moving back at the top, but this this elbow movement inwards. And I'm watching it. I'm watching it. And I I was trying to just figure out what was what was causing it. And I don't know if I hadn't worked with Mike two days prior, I would have been able to see what he was doing. And I think that it brings me to kind of like <clears throat> what I wanted to close on today in that my goal has always been to be the best, right? Like I want to be the best shooting teacher in the world, right? It's a very clear cut and defined goal. It's a goal that actually can't be measured, but it is what it is. Like I'm always striving to try to be the best. And when I when I wrote that down, when I wrote down, hey, I want to be the best teacher there is, what I don't think I realized until recently was that teaching and learning are synonymous. And if you want to be the best teacher, you have to be the best learner as well. And... I I get so much value from the players that trust me to work with them to guide them through what they're doing, um, and in reality, it's it's like I, like I think I've, I said this before, but it's me actually getting so much value from them, and while I'm teaching them, they're actually teaching me as well. And if you know if you're I know there's a lot of coaches and, and different trainers that follow me uh, or that that listen to this. If you do want to be great at what you do in terms of teaching this game, whatever game, if you are not open to learning all of the time, it's going to be a struggle to ever have those breakthroughs. And so I credit my ability to help Brandon today um, 
with his with his issue in terms of the the direction change at the bottom, ball moving backwards a bit at the top, with just Mike allowing me two days prior to to be in the gym with him and to to really slow things down to the point of of understanding. So that's it, man. Uh, I think that you know I, I think we got to cover some cool stuff and not knowing what I was going to talk about, I think it turned out okay. So there's that. Just uh, FYI, the seven-day guide hand diet is available, um, and uh, everybody in the Keep Shooting subscription, we're still kicking with that, and absolutely loving the growth and, and the amount of people that I'm, I'm getting to work with on a daily basis. So whether you're a player, a parent, a coach, a weekend warrior, whatever, if uh, if that's something you want to do and you really want to learn it, um, I like I've, I've said it a bunch of times, I will do everything in my power to ensure that you understand shooting at a level that you. Uh, that you never have. Uh, last thing, and hopefully uh, we don't run out of camera time here, but um, last thing, every time I post something, somebody makes a comment that says, uh, stop overthink of it. Stop overthinking it. Just shoot. Just shoot. And uh, for some people, I would say yes, 100%. Uh, but for many, I would say uh, ignorant. I, I tweeted it. Ignorance is bliss uh, until it's not. So it's always funny to me to watch or read people say this makes no sense just shoot it uh, because I know that they're coming from a place of never having actually worked with somebody in charge of, of getting them better at it so when I see it my my thought immediately goes to well when I usually have players that I'm working with it's it's way past the stage of just shoot it because just shooting it uh, hasn't been working too well so uh, there is a there is definitely an uh, a process and a system to it uh, that you that you can uh, you can you can improve on big time by by not just shooting it and by starting to think your way through it a little bit more. So that's it. Keep shooting podcast. We are done. The video is back. And until next time, keep shooting.